This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, this is Ramya Muthan, co-host of Kelly and Company on AMI Audio. Our show is all about bringing people together in conversation. Whether you live with low or no vision, have mobility challenges, or are an ally, everyone is welcome. Join the conversation. Subscribe to Kelly and Company wherever you listen to good podcasts. Hi, I'm Fern Nullum, and welcome to Into You, the podcast where we put love under the microscope, shedding light on the do's, don'ts, and nightmare scenarios we find ourselves in while flirting with romance. He was staring at me like I was the food on his plate. I'm five five and a half, maybe. And if they're like five seven, I'm like ah. We all come at dating from a slightly different angle. But we are often faced with very similar situations to shape up to. Did you just have to sit there? I mean, did you have an escape plan? How did you get out of this awful situation? Dating can uncover things about ourselves we never knew before. So, without further ado, let's get into you. Are you ready to be grilled? I was born ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, was it like a burger ready to be put on the oven? Welcome to this shiny new podcast, the very first in the series of Into You. And speaking of firsts, today we are talking first dates, and more specifically, how first dates can be the worst dates. Have you ever been on a bad first date and wondered what went wrong? Was it you? Was it them? Well, I'm going to try and answer some of those questions for you. Later on, I'll be speaking to Sarah, who went on possibly the scariest movie date of her life. He bends down and he whispers in my ear, two more hours of this. And find out why dating expert Bella is especially picky when it comes to a man's fashion sense. If I was dating and I met a man with brown shoes, I would have to really, really think about whether I was going to date them again. But first... Even a TV star can go on a terrible date. Bobby Seagull, British TV personality and quiz show champion, also somehow finds time in his busy schedule to fit in being a maths teacher too. I caught up with Bobby about one date in particular where love was way out of the equation. It all started with an app called Hinge, which he conveniently couldn't remember how to use at the start of our chat. So you're on Hinge. Are you swiping? What's the etiquette on Hinge? Let me have a look. Um, <laughs> you can't remember. <laughs> this is how long it's been. Oh, I, I used to be a pro at this. Sorry, a lady called Charlotte. Oh my God, she looks like she's interesting. She says she loves football. Charlotte could be the one. Bobby, focus on the on the interview. You're getting distracted now. <laughs> please. I know it's exciting, but uh, please, one thing at a time. Okay, you met this lady on Hinge, and did you chat very much before you went on the date? Did you find out much about her before? Historically, in the early parts of my dating, I would chat for weeks and weeks before I was brave enough to suggest a coffee. But this person, she very quickly pretty much matched and said, are you free tomorrow for a coffee? Whoa. So you really hadn't exchanged much more than just pleasantries, hello, that sort of thing? I don't, I don't, I don't even think pleasantries. You <laughs> just match. And I think she said, would you like a coffee? And I says, yeah, why not? Let's go from the very beginning, as Julie Andrews reminds us to do. Everything went well until the first question. <laughs> are you my date? Yes, I am your date. So sat down. And then, so, you know, the, the niceties are done. And then she asked me, 
what do you do? I was worried then that when you said the first question, then you said, are you my date? I thought, oh, no, it didn't go wrong at that point. No, 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 it wasn't that. It wasn't that. We got you past got past that. that. <laughs> okay, right. And then what was the question that she asked you? So it was, um, what do you do? Professionally, I'm a maths teacher. And that's the mistake of the date. <laughs> How did she respond to that? Her face suddenly dropped, switched, like, almost like she became possessed. <laughs> In that moment. Oh, she wow. said, why? What do you come back with? I think you just say, oh, I've always enjoyed maths growing up. But I know many people don't have that positive experience. And I'm trying to convey that using my enthusiasm and energy and hopefully persuade some young people to have a better experience. But she didn't accept that. So you gave that quite good, polished interview answer. Yeah, what I tend to do. Right. Absolutely. I've noticed that already. And so she wasn't impressed. She wasn't having any of it. I think her premise was... There are some people that just can't do maths. Why are you wasting your time? How were you feeling at that point? Were you uncomfortable? Were you angry? I felt a bit attacked. To be honest, I didn't know what to say. My mouth is dry. I was trying to move away from the subject. And then she said to me, you're the one that brought maths up. But I said, you asked me, what do I do? (laughs) Did you let her know that what she was doing was making you feel uncomfortable or you felt that maybe (sighs) she was being a bit rude? Or did you do (sighs) what I would have done, to be fair, Bobby, and just sort of like awkwardly tried to defend yourself while thinking, oh my God, get me the hell out of here. (laughs) Never did I say, I think that's rude or the most um, aggressive I got was saying, I don't think that's a fair point that you're making. That's as uh, defensive as I got. But she was borderline rude. If someone had seen the date, they'd they'd think that we're having like some sort of like seventh date argument. Elbows there on the table, (laughs) quite pointy, angry. um, Fists at the ready. (laughs) How did that day end? I'm assuming there was no kiss. I was almost thinking this might not even be a hug. I mean, under the circumstances, you're lucky it wasn't something much more negative than a hug. So, <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. Could have been a slap. It could have, could have been a slap. Yeah, indeed. Part of me is thinking I could have changed the conversation. Oh, like, look at that um, waitress. You've got a really nice dress. Uh, that might not that's, gone that's not down well. That's actually a bad thing. That's, like, that's actually terrible. That would have been terrible. That's like, why are you looking at the waitress? Stop it. That's actually the worst thing to say. Can you imagine if you'd said that on that date? It was already oh, going been, so badly. The slap would have come. <laughs> to be honest, I thought even though the date was horrendous, I had a sneaky feeling that she might have said, ah, we didn't get off on the best of starts. Do you want to try again? And to be honest, I may have, but she never messaged uh, again. And to be honest, I think for me, my experience was it wasn't a positive one. So it wouldn't make sense for me to say, I apologise for being a maths teacher. I couldn't help but think Bobby had a point. While there may be some aspects of a person which could be a major turnoff, should being a maths teacher really be one of them? I concluded that perhaps I should speak to somebody with arguably the most desirable career of the modern age. So I tracked down Sarah Sadler, an online influencer, and in my own words, TikTok sensation. With over 187,000 followers, who knew that somebody as successful as that would want to appear on Into You with me, Fern Lullum? That's the podcast you're listening to right now. However, it turns out even the most attractive and popular girls online don't always get the fairy tale ending as many of us would like to assume. After meeting a cute guy on Snapchat, Sarah thought she had every reason to think this might go somewhere. Unfortunately, where it went wasn't quite what she had in mind. Well, um, our parents used to work together, so my dad actually knew who he was when I had brought him up. Did the date start well or was it iffy from the get-go? 
Um, it was awkward from the moment I stepped out of my dad's car. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for me in the front of the mall and I get out of the car. He just starts sprinting at me and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he picks me up and just shakes me. Oh my God. So you never met this guy before? <laughs> if that was me, I think I would immediately be thinking, maybe this is not such a good idea. Were you scared? I wasn't scared because I was in an environment where I knew I would be safe. It was just more awkward and like I didn't know how to react initially. We went to get food and I was just trying to pick at his brain and get to know him. It's just so one-sided. Like the conversation was just not good. We're walking out and he just goes, hand. And I was like, hand, what, what are you talking about? And I gave him the high five. And so he goes, no, give me your hand if you want to. If you want to. So he gave you that choice. <laughs> and did you take his hand? I did. And he spun me around and he tried to like pull me back in and kiss me <laughs> like 30 minutes in. And so I like, you know, did the kind of side with my head and I tried to hug him. So you dodged <laughs> that moment. Yes, successfully. Definitely. What was his etiquette within the cinema like? The thing was we picked to see Endgame and it was very long. So he goes to put his arm around me and it wasn't like around your neck like it should be, right? Where it would be just comfortably resting. No, it was like on my back to where I was like leaning on it. Ooh. Very uncomfortable. Both emotionally and physically. So you're in a one-armed embrace now <laughs> in, uh, in <laughs> yeah. the dark in the movie theatre. Oh God, this sounds like it could lead to a very dodgy situation indeed. He has his arm like that. It's not even for a minute. And then he goes, never mind. I want to hold you in both my arms. I didn't even get to say anything. He just grabbed me. And he was like kind of looking down at me and he just had that same like weird grin. And then the movie would like flash on his face. Oh my God. It's like a scene out of Psycho. Sarah, you are braver than I, because if I was in that situation, I would have been freaking out, like I said, at the start with the picking up and the twirling around. But now if I'm in the cinema and I've got the awkward back hug and I've got the flashing lights on the face, were you not in the least bit anxious? I didn't really know what to do, you know. He bends down and he whispers in my ear, two more hours of this. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I went in and I called my dad. <laughs> and I was like, dad, I don't know what to do. And my dad's just like, he's probably just nervous, honey. Like, don't worry, just go back in. It's fine. That's a very understanding father. I mean, he obviously had your date's interest at heart, bless him. And, but maybe not yours, because you then had to go and endure more of it. <laughs> Finally, the movie is over. Thank goodness. But he wasn't really talking. He was just kind of looking at me. In what way was he looking at you at this point? Well, it looks like his eyes are about to pop out of his head. It's this odd stare with a creepy, weird grin. I don't know how else to explain it. It was just awkward and horrifying at the same time. Basically, what comes through here for me is that he is not getting the message. Now, you're saying that you were very nice the whole time. Maybe you're giving off a very positive signal to him. That's why he doesn't realise that maybe it's not so good. So I was trying to be friendly and nice and, you know, not hurt his feelings, but at the same time, lock the signals in case he wanted to, like, kiss me again or you know well and of course we're coming to that crucial moment which is the end of the date that's when most people do go in for the kiss mm -hmm. was there another attempt i go to get out of the car 
as I'm going to get out of the car, he gets out of the car too. And he just speed walks over to my dad. And I'm like, what in the world are you doing? And he just goes to give him a handshake. For one horrifying <laughs> moment, I thought he was going to ask your dad for your hand in marriage. I mean, that's that's how it seems like it was going. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I wouldn't be that surprised based on this story. And that was it. It was just goodbye. There was a little more talking on Snapchat afterwards. And he was, you know, like, I had so much fun. Like, let's go out again soon. And then later that night, I was like, look, dude, I just want to be friends. And maybe it was just our energies didn't quite match up because he did end up getting a girlfriend about a month later. It was probably just more of a natural flow in conversation between them that there just wasn't between us. Of course, not everyone is compatible. Sometimes you get a match with no spark. However, there are also some fatal mistakes you can make on a first date. I was curious to know what people thought these were, so, as is the protocol of most scientific studies in 2020, I put out a post on social media asking for your views. And here are a selection of my favourite answers. The sentence reads, On a first date, you should not... Dot, 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 finish the sentence. Nicola suggests ask too many personal questions... Absolutely, Nicola. I would say best to leave that until date two, perhaps. Good to be on the safe side. Owen, assume the person is normal. Definitely a mistake my dates have made in the past and been sorely disappointed when they found out the reality. And Jennifer suggests on a first date you should not show up. I might argue that not showing up could be equally as big of a mistake, but it really depends on the person, I suppose. It's a risky one, isn't it? The deeper I delved into it, the more first dates were starting to seem like a tightrope for only the most skilled artists to tread, while the rest of us were part of some big top circus so often left feeling like clowns. I needed some answers. Why are first dates so hard? What was going on here? I decided to take matters into my own hands and ask dating and relationship expert Bella to shed some light on why first dates just weren't working out. She had helped over 10,000 people worldwide, and she was married, so I was pretty convinced she must have some answers. I mean, I met my husband online. We talked for a week. I was like, I'm not going to waste my time speaking to somebody for months. If you're interested, let's date. And that was good because then I got to really know if he was what he said on the tin. We all try to sell ourselves in one way or another. And what comes with that is, is a bit of liberty with the truth. <laughs> You'll meet somebody and then they'll say, oh, yeah, I really love scuba diving. And you're like, yeah, me too. When actually the water scares me. <laughs> because then you get into a situation where later on down the line, it's going to come out. You're going to have to go scuba diving and you're going to be oh, terrified. Yeah. <laughs> And then panic and they're going to think, what's wrong with this person? I thought you were really into this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can come from our experiences. We've been through many dates where we've had disappointments or we've just come from a disastrous one where we feel quite vulnerable. Then we might feel a little bit more like we have to do something different or be softer or be less than in order to be a fit for somebody. And my first advice would be if you're going to be dating, make sure you're emotionally ready. 
Wow. Because then half that battle is one. That's a, a big one in a way, because I think when we're not emotionally ready, sometimes that is exactly when we think, oh, I want someone because you want someone to make you feel better. Of course, you want to be able to feel confident. But actually, another person is never going to make you feel confident. I have to ask, how do you know if you're emotionally ready to date? And, and what do you do to emotionally prepare yourself to date? I think if you are still replaying your old relationship in your head, whether that's positive or negative. Your ex is what's motivating you to get on another date. I think you're not ready. Dating shouldn't be something that you have to be like super analysing, albeit we do a yes, little bit. Yes, I was just thinking <laughs> that's exactly what I do. But quite often as people, if we see red flags we sometimes dismiss them and go, or maybe it's just because of this. Well, talking of red flags, I spoke to Sarah who said she met her date and as soon as they met, he picked her up and spun her around. What do you think the reason is that somebody might act a bit too over-familiar on a first date? If you told me that story as an eight-year-old, I would have been like, that's wonderful. That's what Prince Charming did to Cinderella. <laughs> you, you know, you pick her up and swing her around, you sing to her and you hold her hands and you gaze into her eyes lovingly. and Happily ever, ever after. <laughs> there could have been that part with that gentleman where he thought, I like this person on paper, I like that they're attractive, and I'm just going to give them this performance so that they like me. There is a red flag with that, definitely, and I think she picked up on it because if you're trying too hard, are you really being authentic? Now, there is the other, more darker side to this. Even if it's done with a smile on your face, it's quite a domineering trait when we pick someone up particularly without their consent, <laughs> and you hold their hand, you are telling the world, this is my property. So Prince Charming under the microscope, maybe not quite such a good guy after all. It can go wrong the other way because we also spoke to Bobby, who is a maths teacher, and as soon as his date found out this fact, she was not happy. Is there a reason that people might react so strongly to something seemingly so innocent? We all have whether we like to admit it or not, unconscious biases. It seems like she had an unconscious bias to mass teachers. <laughs> I have to admit something now. I don't like men in brown shoes. That's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's an unconscious bias. I know. So even though it's seen, it might be triggering for me, I will work that out. The shoes don't make the man, as they say, yes. in the situation. Depends what size of shoes they are. That's true, too. You would think, oh, why would somebody being a maths teacher deserve that much hostility? But there's a reason. There's a deeper level with her. If you're feeling uncomfortable on a bad date, if somebody has attacked your career... Or attacked your brown shoes. <laughs> indeed, if you made the huge mistake of wearing brown shoes, should you bring it up if you're feeling uncomfortable? What do you do? I always think it's a really good idea to bring it up because then you can both make a decision whether you move it in a different direction or whether you just end the date before it gets worse. Is there a situation where you should maybe give a second chance to somebody that you've had a terrible date with? Definitely. I was dating a guy and he never told me that he was allergic to feathers. I mean, that's usually well, the I mean, first why conversation. Would he, why, would it, why would he tell me? And then what happened was I had feather earrings. Oh, no. <laughs> and anyway, the date went on. It was going really, really well when he went to kiss me and he went to kiss my neck and the feather oh, went in his no. face. <laughs> it's like something out of a sitcom. 
<laughs> and his face blew up. Oh, no. He was so embarrassed. We had to call the ambulance. And he just thought I was never going to see him again. That's when somebody deserves a second chance. Bella, I'm sure you have a million answers to this question, but what do you think is the biggest mistake on a first date? Now, is it don't wear brown shoes? <laughs> yeah, don't wear brown shoes. <laughs> the first mistake is dating online. Ooh, online dating. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's just gone, what? Sorry. Oh, no. But Sorry, Bella, Bella, is... did you not say that you met your husband online? I did. We have a hundred times more apps for dating than there was when I did 10 years ago. Dating now is like fast food. It's too accessible. You can connect with people. You're not really making a connection with people because you know that if it doesn't work out and they don't think you're ideal, that you can move on very quickly to somebody else. And so we don't put the work in anymore on online dating. We've spoken about the bad stuff. Is there anything that you can proactively do to create a a date you're going to go away thinking, oh, that was good. That was a better one. Taking away the pressure of the first date. Make it lighter. Find an interest that you or you both like. A museum, a park walk will give you a beautiful opportunity to really talk. Having a bad date is probably like a trial of fire. Everybody should go through it because mm. you, you learn a lot about yourself. You can learn that not all bad dates are about you and, and what you did. There are so many things that you can gain. It's finding the balance between looking within and saying, where can I grow? And just beating yourself up and saying I'm terrible and no one will ever want me. Absolutely. Don't do that to yourself because that is not true. There is always somebody for everybody. Those internal messages are not helpful and they may be an indicator that you're not ready if you are thinking that way. Bella had opened my eyes to an important point. Everything is easier to handle when you feel more in control of your emotions. But she had also raised a question in my mind. As the world gets ever more cosy with online dating, is it something we should all be sinking our teeth into? Or does the flashy fast food temptation stir up a recipe for disaster? I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this. Is online dating a good tool to use if you're looking for love? Leave me a comment and I'll choose some of my favourites to read out in the next episode. For now though, you've been listening to Into You with me, Fern Lullum. Thank you to my guests, Bobby, Sarah and Bella, all of whose links will be in the show notes. If you liked what you heard... Make sure to search for Into You on your favourite or indeed any podcast distributing platform and subscribe for more episodes coming your way really very soon. Perhaps almost too soon. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.